Actually, I thought I'd do another one of these uh, recordings because I got some uh, decent feedback. So, uh, you know, you seem to like it. So I thought I'd do a second one. Um, this one's going to be, you know, a little bit um, more somber. We're going to talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, the Ronaldo situation and, um, you know, my thoughts on it and, you know, what that kind of means for Man United and, and you know, just, just going forward with that situation. So, um but we'll talk about the transfer window in general, I think, you know, just uh, and, and deadline day, you know, just to, you know, sort of uh, wrap things up there. Um, it's going to be a shorter one, though, definitely. You know, I, I haven't uh, got a lot to say, really, about the transfer window. It's kind of, you know, it's one of them. So, um, yeah, let's let's get started. Anyway, so we'll talk about, you know, obviously, the there's the main topic, of course, you know, Ronaldo, of course, but... Um, Kind of want to talk about that at the end, uh, you know, my thoughts on that. Um, so we'll just go through some of the transfers that have happened last minute and, you know, how that's going to affect everyone's chances. Um, anyway, yeah, let's 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 get into it. So, you know, let's start with uh, City. Um, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they probably got the best squad, but, you know, after all their posturing about Harry Kane... Ended up not signing him, of course, uh, as, as we know. And, yeah, it just seems like a little bit of a, a wasted to everyone's time, you know? I mean, like, Kane has sort of ruined his reputation a bit with Spurs fans. Definitely, you know, outside of Spurs, I think that everyone kind of sees through what he tried to do. You know, obviously, he tried to force a move that wasn't on the cards, really, because he'd signed a six-year deal three years ago. And... Yeah, it just was never going to happen, especially with a chairman like Daniel Levy, who we have known over the years uh, to be very difficult to negotiate with. I mean, you know, United have dealt with him a few times over the years, you know, with uh, Michael Carrick, I seem to remember being a very difficult uh, deal to get done. And Berbatov as well, really difficult to get done. So, you know, it's, uh, he, he is, he digs his heels in. And, and, you know, fairly, I suppose, in a lot of ways, like at the end of the day, if, if you've got Harry Kane, who's one of the best players in the world, you want a fair price. And uh, they thought £150 million was a fair price. Uh, and obviously City didn't want to match it. So, you know, that's, that's it's one of them. Like, that's where we're at. So, you know, I think that City, honestly, they kind of shouldn't have signed Grealish and just gone for Kane instead, I think. You know, they should have really sorted out Kane first and then, went for Grealish if they wanted because he seems like a little bit more of a luxury um, you know a type of player who they have in abundance whereas they don't really have a striker and like Kane would be perfect for City because he he just tap you know that they, they do score a lot of tappings City you know they work the ball so well in those areas where Grealish will operate and Sterling and uh, you know Silva and and Mares they they do work a lot of space and they work it well down the channels and, and are able to just sort of play it across the six-yard box, six box a lot of the time and just four tapping. So really, you know, if City can play as well as they have over the last couple of years, if they can get those levels, then it shouldn't really matter because someone like Jesus or Ferran Torres or even one of the young lads can, you know, come in and do that job, you know. So I don't know, but it'll be interesting because I think Kane obviously offers a lot more than that. You know, he, uh, he's, he's really developed his... Um, you know, his creativity over the last couple of seasons, especially under Mourinho. He was coming a lot deeper and feeding Son uh, quite a lot of the time and, and just, you know, really uh, starting the attacks as well as finishing them. So that would have been a, a, another 
dimension for City to, to, to have, but, you know, he obviously hasn't signed. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I think City is still very strong. It's just that, you know, that would have made them stronger. But I'm glad that, they you know, Spurs didn't just, like, cave in because, you know, there's a lot of that, isn't there? You know, like, a lot of uh, the, the big teams just coming and getting exactly who they want. And, you know, yeah, hopefully this will show that maybe that isn't the case. So you've just got to pay the money. And, you know, there's obviously a lot of money going about, you know. So you've either got to, you've, you've just got to pay. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, so City, I think they still have the best squad, though, don't they? Let's be honest. I mean, the midfield is just crazy. Uh, and they've got, like, four centre-halves who would walk into any side in the league. Uh, and the full-backs, you know, they've probably got about seven of them, I think, nowadays, you know. Um, so they've got a lot. They've got a lot of players, uh, and they're, they're, they're you know they've got they've got a very deep squad, and they'll you know they'll be there or thereabouts, won't they? I think they'll probably. I mean, look, it's them and Chelsea, and you know, speaking of Chelsea, wow, they they pulled off a really really big signing uh, on in the last day. I mean, they didn't get the defender who would have been a very nice addition, um, and they did sell Zuma as well so you know they they could maybe struggle with Zuma because they only really have Azpilicueta Rudiger uh, Christensen and they do have Thiago Silva as well who is obviously a very experienced defender but if he were to you know he's not going to be able to play he's like 37 38 you know sorry 36 37 so he's not going to play every week um, I mean he could do you know he's meant to be very very um, you know very fit and very you know, he's, he's, a, he's meant to be able to play for, you know, that age, he, he looks very good. So, you know, he, he might play a lot of games, but if you if you can get 25 games out of him, then that's that's fantastic. But I don't, I'd be surprised if he plays that many. But, um, yeah, so that would have that would have been, like, a perfect sort of, uh, summer for, for Chelsea if they'd have got a centre-half in. But with uh, Sol Neguez coming in, uh, that's a, an amazing signing because that's another midfielder, central midfielder. Uh, I wouldn't say he's defensive, like Jorginho or Kante. Uh, I I don't know. I haven't seen much of him. Obviously, you see him when like Atletico play in the big Champions League games or what have you. But honestly, I don't. I haven't really seen a lot of him uh, week to week in in the Spanish league or anything. But he's meant to be a box to box sort of guy. You know, who's a very. I, I would have said like you know before this that he was more of an attacking midfielder, which I don't really think they need Chelsea. But you know, obviously, if they've gone in for him, like you know on deadline day if they if they put all of their efforts into signing him then he's probably a little bit more than that and you know I think that you know he is he is box to box and he will be a very good a very good person to have um you know as the forcer in that midfield I mean they've got they've got a they've got him Kante Jorginho and Kovacic as well who's the forgotten man really but they they're all very accomplished midfielders and you know just with that extra option if there's an injury because because you've kind of felt that if there was an injury to that midfield without Solnegas coming in or Solnegas coming in if there was an injury then then Chelsea might be very short there but with him coming in I think I think that's you know really good signing and that and that and that really does give them a lot more options and yeah they can rotate more uh, and I honestly think that Chelsea will be fighting on all fronts now this season. I think that they will be. Um, I mean, I've said it. You know, I think I think Lukaku is going to fire them to the league, and I think with with um, you know City have obviously got a very deep squad as we've just said, but Chelsea, 
They feel, I feel as though that with this signing, they they could they could go all the way. Obviously, the defender is an issue potentially, but you know if everyone stays fit at City and if everyone stays fit at Chelsea, I'd back Chelsea because they seem to have better options um, in 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 you know deeper in midfield, and uh, you know they've obviously both got fantastic uh, forward lines, but with Lukaku there. I think that um, Chelsea will have more firepower, you know, because they'll he'll be able to unlock def- not unlock defenses per se, but you know you can kind of, you know, if you need a goal in the ninetieth minute and you can work it to a crossing position and just sort of lob it in the box, Lukaku's more likely to score than Jesus, you know, in those situations. So uh, yeah, I think I think that Chelsea could easily, um, you know, sort of uh, storm the league this season. They're not going to run away with it. No one is. You know, it's either going to be it's going to be quite close, but. I would I would say that Chelsea have a really good chance now with with Niguez, uh, coming in, um, you know just purely because if there's any injuries that he, he will cover, uh, you know and he and he will and they've got enough numbers now, um, you know, so obviously City and Chelsea look as though they're leading the pack and then you've got Liverpool and United afterwards and Liverpool, uh, I don't know if if they've done enough you know with the uh, with the transfers. Um, they obviously sold Wijnaldum, who, you know, even if you don't think he's that good, you know, he played 30 games, you know, you've got to replace just those minutes purely. And, uh, you know, a combination of, uh, Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott could work, but I think it's asking too much. And we are, you know, we've already been through that a lot of the time, uh, on the, on the, on the last podcast, you know, I think that trusting Harvey Elliott is 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 going to be too much for him? I think you know they've got a great defender. They they they've signed it. Apparently he's, he's very good. You know the, the defender, uh, Kanate. Um, not seen him yet. Um, but you know he's uh, you know I've not seen him in a Liverpool shirt. I mean, but uh, you know he's he's meant to be very good. I think he'd be really good with Van Dijk. You know he's he's. I mean Joe Gomez is still going to be out for a bit, isn't he? And Matip, I think he's got a mistake in him. You know. Uh, every time I watch him, like I keep waiting for this mistake to happen, and it's not happened yet for like two years. So maybe it's not going to happen. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But um, you know, I just think that he's, yeah. I just think that this will be a really good option because obviously competition drives the other one to be better, doesn't it? So you know, if you're competing against each other, then for one spot in the defence, I get alongside Van Dyke, then you're going to perform better, aren't you? You know, it's it's the pressure of, uh, well, you know, I've got this other option, so you know, I'm going to drop you if you play poorly. So. You know, I think that could really elevate Matip's game as well, which would be uh, which would be good. You know, and obviously you've got Fabinho there as well. You know, who can drop back. I mean, obviously he's been out as well, so it's difficult. It's difficult, but um, I think that they've 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 done enough defensively, but midfield, I just can't see them creating much. You know, like the forwards are obviously fantastic, but if you can't give them the ball. Then it's it's gonna it's gonna be really difficult to score goals. I mean that's what Liverpool struggled with last season at times. You know, uh, in that terrible December January run, you know they didn't score for like six games at Anfield or something crazy. So you know you've really got to improve that, and it comes from the midfield. And you know Elliot might be your guy. You know, but you know because his passing looked quite good against uh, against Burnley. Was it Burnley or Norwich? Either way. Uh, you know, he, like, he, uh, he looked, he looked all right, um, but, 
yeah, it's just it's just whether um, you know you can sustain it, and uh, I think as I say, like you know, you can't really not trust him, but you can't really put that pressure on 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 an eighteen year old to play thirty games for you, you know, in the centre of midfield because that you know it might be it might be a bit much for him. But anyway, you know, I think that um, that there was never going to be lots of incomings at Liverpool. You know, it just felt as though with COVID and. You know, the situation with the owners and stuff, it just felt as though there was never not going to be a lot of investment. Um, but you know, I, 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 I think, I think they've got a good squad though, definitely. You know, and it, it, it should be a good season for Liverpool. I think they will finish third uh, or fourth um, now with obviously United signing uh, Ronaldo, which could be a major turning point. Um, but yeah. There's no other major transfers to really talk about, though. You know, obviously, apart from Arsenal uh, having a mad day in the, uh, you know, linked to every everyone under the sun on deadline day, uh, as is always the case with Arsenal. You know, they uh, they kind of panic. They go, "Oh yeah, we'll be fine." Wait, we've we've spent loads of money, but improved nowhere. Let's let's try and sign like you know three defenders and <laughs> you know and you know they they were linked to at least. Like two or three high-profile midfielders. Apparently, they were offered that um, McKenny from Juventus, and they were offered. Uh, oh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but the Leon uh, midfielder, or I think, or or whatever his name is. I don't know, but you know, you can you can look it up, and you you probably won't be able to pronounce it either. So, <laughs> yeah, like um, but yeah, they 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 just I don't know. Arsenal f- seem to be. I don't know. They just, they just. I mean, look, they've been bad. They've been bad like this season so far, and they really need to get it working quickly. And I think last minute additions on deadline day are just never going to be like the answer immediately. So it could get worse before it gets better for Arsenal. And they only signed one defender. And quite frankly, when everyone's fit, I would argue that the only. Uh, the only position that they actually have an abundance of players who are any good would be the defense. So you know me, like so I don't know what they're they're thinking at Arsenal, but obviously they must completely disagree with me. But if you know if you've got everyone fit, you got Gabriel, you got Ben White, they'd be your your first two choices, you know, and then and then you got another like then you got uh, Mary um, as well to come in, and so you know I just I just think that there's a lot of players there already and they've gone and signed another defense central defender and it just it just feels like a bit of a waste when they haven't really got a midfield to speak of i mean they obviously play Xhaka every week who is a car crash so you know get him out of this out of the team and sign a midfielder you know they got odegaard and smith rowe who are the same player like you know and then you've got some wingers you know you got saka obviously uh, Willian's left as well, um, but you know, and you got Aubameyang and Lacazette. I think that they need a forward more than anything, but obviously they've gone and signed a defender. But anyway, you know, so I think Arsenal are really gonna. So anyway, look, we'll talk about football, you know, later uh, and the last few games uh, later in this week because I'm going to record again uh, over the weekend, I think, and we'll talk about the rest of the football. But I just want to focus on transfers. So sorry, I'm getting a little bit off, off topic. Because, again, I didn't do any writing or any prep, so apologies if it's all a little bit scattergun. Uh, But, yeah, I've been a little bit distracted because of the whole Ronaldo situation, which uh, is obviously the main reason for this uh, chat. Um, 
yeah, uh, I'm I'm very conflicted about it all. Uh, as you know, uh, I've, I've spoken to a few. Uh, yeah, it's 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 difficult. It's difficult. I've I've read around it a bit. Um, you know, you know when you're quite uh, annoyed about it, and you just and I'm just kind of like, I can't believe the reaction. You know, I can't believe it. Uh, no one is talking about it. Uh, in 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 a, in a, you know, no one's asking any questions about the the uh, the allegations. It's not been mentioned in the mainstream media once. Like, there's two people I know, uh, Dan Harris and Miguel Delaney, uh, two journalists who have mentioned it. And you know, it needs to be mentioned, doesn't it? Because it's 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 shocking to me that uh, you know Ronaldo's reputation has not suffered at all. In fact, it's 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 only grown. It's only been enhanced since these allegations came out. Now, you probably know what I'm talking about, uh, the allegations of rape. Uh, so, you know, I think that, you know, it's out there. You know, if you want to read it, read it. If you don't, don't. But there's not enough people who have read it. There's not enough people who are talking about it. So... You know, we all know that we all know what's out there. And it's just a question of, well, you know, what I mean, what, what is, you know, I, I've read the, the, the Spiegel article again uh, a few times and, uh, you know, a few articles from them about this. And it's 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 shocking. It's a shocking read. Like, you know, it, it's awful. And so the question is, you know, have this you have this magazine. In, uh, you know, been completely duped by these uh, so-called documents, these so-called legitimate documents. Have they been completely duped? And, uh, you know, they're just printing complete falsehoods. Or, you know, Ronaldo did something horrendous, some very bad things. And, you know, that's the question you've got to ask yourself. I mean... What I would say is that, you know, through all this, uh, you know, when it was published in 2018, um, there was never any, you know, Ronaldo said, oh, uh, we're going to sue. And Ronaldo's team said, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to sue. It's completely ridiculous. And they never have sued. So I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, you know. I don't know what they, but, you know, it just, it just for me, uh, obviously he's not, like, been found guilty of anything. Of course not. And I do have to say that they are accusations, but it's it's it, it's it's uncomfortable for me to support him because you know I I I, I believe it you know I, I believe um, you know I believe what's been said and I believe that that document is true I believe Catherine Mayorga so you know. I think that is the issue, and so for me, where does that leave me as a fan? Because you know, when these when these uh, accusations were first reported or first appeared in the press in uh, two thousand eighteen, Ronaldo didn't play for my club. You know, I could there was some a degree of separation. I could uh, sort of sit there and watch him, you know, score a hat trick for Real Madrid or whatever, and be like, well, he's a great footballer, but you know, don't like him. You know, whatever. You know, I don't support him. But now, obviously, he's back at Man United. 
And as I say, it's 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 been really difficult uh, last few days. You know, I'm kind of like, oh God, what do I do? So, you know, I've been thinking, and I don't think I can support them uh, because of it. You know, really feel that strongly about it, and I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I can. I can support. It. Obviously, I'm gonna still watch the football. I love football, um, and I'm still gonna watch United because you know. I'm going to keep watching them and I'm going to keep because I keep want to watch football, of course, but I'm not going to support them, which I think is, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm still in the wrong, but I'm not going to support, you know, the, the, my, my football club, which is, which is a shame and a real, it's really difficult for me. You know, it's been, it's been a big part of who, of, of who I am. It's been a big part of, uh, you know, my life for, 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 big parts of it and yeah I think that it's yeah it's gonna be difficult for me but you know I'm not gonna support them uh that's it that's just the bottom line I can't do it from for, from a moral point of view I think that you know it's it's wrong and I think that the club by signing him with these allegations that have been completely unanswered uh and these question marks hanging over his head you know, by the uh, the club have signed him, so they're almost uh, excusing this behaviour, which I think is is wrong. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not going to support them, and you know, it is it is shocking what what the uh, allegations are, and you know, it's 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 troubling that no one else is talking, no one's talking about it. Like you know, a lot of fans are ecstatic about about him signing and they're not asking themselves these questions I mean a lot of people probably don't even know these allegations exist because Ronaldo and his team are able to keep it out of the out of the press or out of the mainstream anyway I don't know like it it all just reminds you that the world is not great and football is supposed to take your mind off that so you know I don't, I think that um it's it's been really difficult and so that's a decision I'm going to make and you know, I've I've also said to myself that for every goal Ronaldo scores, I'm going to make a donation to a, to a, a rape charity. Uh, you know, uh, and you know, I think that'll be a good way of sort of making myself not excuse myself and not making myself feel better about it, but just you know, I think it's probably a right the one of the, a right thing to do. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, yeah, uh, I just can't really see myself being a part of it, if you know what I mean. So it's 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 been difficult, but I think that's the decision I've come to. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's that's me. Uh, you know, sorry for the um, you know, sorry for the. Uh, tone of this i suppose but um hey we'll be back uh next time with uh you know we'll talk about the football the results uh hopefully i'll get tom on the podcast it'll be great uh chat sorry chat uh you know it'll be good to to talk to him about uh, some things so yeah um we'll talk about uh rounds two and three of the fixtures uh you know next time but yeah um yeah, so so you know I'll be back uh, with another one uh, during the international break because you know they're they're rubbish, aren't they? They're crap. So you don't really want. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think um, 
that's it. All right, take it easy.